0: hello and welcome to three wheeling my name is Sasha Kelly I am a Melbourne based podcast producer and I am joined as always by my astonishingly wonderful friend Laurel Henning who is based in Sydney this is a long distance friendship relationship Friendship relationship, you know what I mean. Laurel, how are you? <laughs> I'm so well. I'm, I'm, ah, uh, yeah. I'm loving that introduction.
1: I'm glowing from it. I'm Thanks. happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. I'm floating on a bit of a cloud. Uh, I have to say indulgently of birthday celebrations, and I'm just, I'm having a great time.
0: <gasps> I missed your. Do you know birthday. what? We have an episode exactly like this from a year ago. <laughs> I'm so bad with birthdays I'm so bad and I feel awful because I wrote it I'm in my diary yesterday I, I was even, like do I say yeah, it but we I've had to. such a great couple of
1: days that I'm gonna oh say that I have gosh. had a great couple
0: of days because it's my birthday I had it I even on Monday I was so smart I was like I'm gonna put a reminder in I'm gonna put a reminder in that I would remember Laurel's birthday I didn't remember it if it makes you feel any better and I'm sure I said this a year ago I forget my best friend's birthday. I every year. listeners go back. And my and two listen, best friends. Listen to
1: the episode from last year because oh it happens. Gosh. I'm sure it happens ex- almost exactly it the same
0: with every single one of my friends. <laughs> every single one of them. They're all like you never remember. But some people really. Some people are just not
1: birthday date remember people, and that's fine. The, I know. Uh, I know a few of them.
0: I know that it's not the time to unpack my own special things. But what upsets me is I love my birthday. So I know how important it is to remember birthdays. And yet I forget
1: them. And so I know that you'll also indulge me in having a full birthday week, oh, which is what I'm in the middle of. And I make I make no oh, apology I for just,
0: it. I felt so smug on Monday. But there you go. The smugness has come back to bite me. Tell me how wonderful your birthday week was then. <laughs> Tell me all the wonderful things you've done. <laughs> oh, bless you. Your face is so sweet no, right now. such a terrible um,
1: friend.
0: <laughs> <aww>.
1: So my, <laughs> my friend Lucy took me for a very gorgeous uh, birthday lunch on Saturday. So birthday week started very far mm. in advance um, to a gorgeous restaurant called Fontana in Sydney, which I highly mm. recommend. This is going to be a chance for me to just make some restaurant recommendations, to be honest it. with you. Tuesday evening after book club, birthday eve, and I had a book club before before my birthday, which is, I mean, who could have timed it better for me? And another friend took me to a gorgeous Japanese restaurant in Newtown, which I can't remember the name of, but I had a great time. And then to last night, oh, yesterday, I took the day off work. I went for a lovely swim. I took myself a breakfast, met up with a friend in the afternoon. Uh, We went to a garden center just to really embrace being in your thirties and, you know, bought some balcony plants for myself as a bit of a birthday gift. So that was great. And then I was taken out for a very nice uh, birthday date last night, I have to say. And yeah, it was done very well. Went to Grana in Sydney. Ooh. Very nice restaurant. Ooh. Again, highly recommend. And today uh, we went on a gorgeous coastal walk and it's just been a great time.
0: Look, I'm really glad you've
1: had a <laughs> I'm so glad
0: all these people have wined and dined you because I'm not going to because I didn't even send so much as a text message so um oh I yeah I can't get over my own and it's um, not over as well I think I've got a couple more things to come so I'm you know that's really exciting well you've got the long long weekend to look forward yeah because that's when we're recording things at the moment yeah yeah that's where we are so
1: that's what I've been doing have you been making friends Sasha? (laughs) New friends to forget them.
0: Would at it face? shock you with my ability to make friends that I have made no friends? <laughs> this is chaotic. I
1: this is this a is chaotic so, episode. This is a I can chaotic. feel it. Okay, it
0: is. It is. Look, um, my family were here uh, a week and a bit ago, and um, I would say that the only kind of friend, and and so my my routine has all been thrown out because I've just kind of had one of those you know when you have those weeks where you go, oh, nothing is really working as it should. But um I did throw my brother a thirtieth birthday party or the beginning of his birthday party was at my house and it was lovely to just have so many people and host and have people around. Yeah, so I would recommend hosting. Um and it's finally I hope I'm not saying this too early. Finally nice weather in Melbourne today was a really nice day and I wore a scarf outside and then had to take it off and just carry it which is the sign that maybe potentially hopefully winter is finally over and I'm very very thankful for that so I think that's like the sign that the summer the summer time is really here the summer party time is just around the corner which is exciting what about you what friendship or is your birthday celebrations your friendship thing
1: I've been, well, yeah, I'm having a lovely time. (laughs) But no, the the thing that I really wanted to bring up, I think, was more a celebration and marker of friendship as it shifts into a new gear because two of my nearest and dearest uh, Sydney friends, Sina and Vincent, have just moved back to Europe after four years of friendship together here and time in Sydney more than four years actually they've been here and they were two of the very first people I met when I moved to Sydney I met them within about a week maybe two weeks of moving here through friends of friends that age-old story of like working your way through a list of people that people give you when you move to a city and you're like okay let's just try and meet people Mm. and we really clicked at this dinner and then we've traveled together and They've seen me through some pretty significant life things in Sydney over the last few years, highs and lows equally. And um, yeah, I will really, really miss them and wish them very well on their life in Frankfurt, which is where they've moved to. And yeah, they had like a leaving drinks probably coming up for two weeks ago now. And it just really prompted me to think, my gosh, yeah, we've really come through a lot of things together. Mm. And I'm really grateful for that time. And yeah so no no new friends but definitely celebrations of um of friendship mm-hmm. and seeing them into
0: a new season yeah well you know not to count my chickens before they hatch laurel but my ceramics class and my jewelry oh, making class are I fast am approaching. so ready
1: for those stories so
0: new friends are on the horizon <laughs> Alright, well let's dive into what we've been consuming. Consuming Culturally is that the right ingesting, word? imbibing, um, which sounds awful. Culturally ingesting. Imbibing. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna start with watch list because I have to admit, aside from I was thinking this the other day. After feeling like I was in a glut of great television, I feel like the only thing I'm really looking forward to on a weekly basis at the moment is House of the Dragon. Likewise. Yeah, which we've already talked about. So I just went and looked at my watch history Mm. to see what maybe I missed in the last couple of months that I did watch that I didn't recommend. And I've got two that I'm just quickly going to recommend. One is The Offer. I don't think I talked about that. No. Your face is looking surprised, but I'm not sure. Um, It's on Paramount Plus Plus if you're in Australia or through Amazon Prime. It's about the making of the Godfather films Mm. and it's about the producer. It's based on his memoirs. And as a producer, I found it fascinating and found it really, really interesting. And I really loved it. And I've recommended it to several people who've all also enjoyed it, which is great. The other one that I want to recommend is Life and Beth, which is Amy Schumer's new uh, show. Well, I say new in italics. It's been out for maybe six months. And I watched it in a weekend and I really, really enjoyed it at the time. I think Amy Schumer had a moment in the zeitgeist where she was very it and she was very popular and she kind of pushed the boundaries in a way that maybe Mm. wasn't always to my mm-hmm. taste, but she was quite funny. And so there were some things that went a little bit far and there were some things that I thought, oh, that's really, really clever. Then she kind of hit pause for a little bit. And I feel, I mean, I'm reading between the lines here, but I feel that this piece, piece, television show, is closer to who she is as a human because it's not quite as controversial. It's not quite as out there. It's a bit tempered. Mm-hmm. Um but it very much speaks to the 30-something single woman's life. It's pretty uh, – it, it, yeah, it's about a wine consultant who decides to suddenly break up with her boyfriend and change her life. And then she falls in love with someone who's neurodiverse, which Amy has since said is kind of based on her own experiences because her husband and her have had those challenges. Um, and it's just fascinating. I really, really enjoyed it, and I think it's super clever and really poignant and really beautifully done. And I've always been a fan of Amy Schumer, and this was a quiet – I think I'd describe it as a quiet show because it kind of came along and the people who wanted to watch it watched it, and then it didn't make a loud splash when it arrived, and I quite liked that. And can you say the name of it again and where we can see it? Yes. It's called Life and Beth. And I believe it's on Disney Plus if you're in Australia. Well, I guess if you're anywhere because Disney is a big company. It's global. It is. Woo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um what have you been watching, Laurel? I am loving this chaotic. Oh, vibe. I'm this so evening, chaotic. All over the shop. I am. Or I am, apologize. I forget your birthday. <laughs> I've written I just- my notes. I'm just just an energy
1: and I've just it's something's going on, but I'm really enjoying it. (laughs) What have I been watching? Well, do you know what? I too was making notes in the car on the way back from my coastal walk, being like, what have I other and again, other than House of the Dragon, what am I watching? Nothing really. Can we also just
0: take a moment to say how great? Episode five has just come out.
1: Okay, for me, it hadn't been. And you were all in, I think. I am. I am all in. And first episode, I was all in. By episode four, I was like, this is dragging. I am bored. And I was talking to someone else yesterday who was on episode four and she was saying to me, do I stick with this? Like, I don't know. This is, I'm just pausing. I'm not engaged. And I said, yeah, me too. And episode four, you really enjoyed. And episode four, I was, yeah, we don't need to get into a separate House the Dragon chat. But for anyone else who was feeling like me, I would say episode five is a perfect mid-season gear shift that was needed and now I am committed to this series once again. Interesting. Yeah so at the moment this is a heads up to anyone in Sydney who has not enjoyed this yet. It is a bit of a Sydney specific recommendation but the thing I watched is universally available. At the moment the Art Gallery of New South Wales has been putting on a Feeling 22 film would you call it a film festival film series and so at the art gallery there is a cinema at the in the basement of the art gallery if you've never found it before and occasionally they put on free film events this is a free film series that has been going since june and is going to go into october it's 22 weeks long it's celebrating 22 significant films of this century so far
0: okay so it's not a taylor swift reference it's not a
1: taylor swift film Uh, themed celebration i can see the disappointment on sasha's face but hopefully i can pull this back so for instance they um showed what else have i seen i've seen i've seen there will be blood and most recently and i'm about to see get out this weekend all for free by the way these films are all free they're on a sunday afternoon and a wednesday evening there's one film each week um, some of the films moving forward, I think, are just on a Wednesday evening or a Sunday afternoon. But so far, that's what's been happening. And the film that I watched most recently that I wanted to recommend, in case anyone like mm. me had been under a rock or just thought, I don't think this film is for me, so I'm not going to watch it, even though it's universally acknowledged as a great film, mm. was the 2015 Mad Max Fury Road.
0: Oh, I love that movie.
1: It's great. I had never seen it. And I had a great time and they're now filming a second one and a friend of mine is involved (gasps) in the filming of it and I am loving listening to all the stories of them filming and they've actually been filming um in parts of well yeah south of Sydney um recently so there's lots of there's lots of stuff to come but uh yeah what a film
0: you know people Laurel that's what I'm hearing from this you know people in important places Oh, that's a great recommendation, and that is a great film. I also second that recommendation. What should I move on to? Listening. Listening. Okay, well, actually, that's apt because I've just been going through my podcast um, listening list to see what I've listened to that isn't something that I've already recommended, and what I did listen to in the last couple of weeks is a podcast called The Big Picture, um which is a film podcast. Ooh. Um and I used to be a mad keen Kermode Commode oh, and May yes. podcast listener when I lived in the UK. Actually before I lived in the UK, I I kept it up for quite I I listened for quite a while. But I fell off the wagon during COVID because I just found that there weren't that many films being released and so and I think probably a lot of cinema podcasts had the same mm. problem. Um, so this brings me to the point of the big picture because I think, I believe they started this format during COVID when things weren't being released. But it's kind of the one that I gravitate towards in their uh okay. feed. And they do a series called uh The Draft and they pick a year, and then they have to pick um, an action movie a comedy a drama an Oscar winner um a like they come up with all these different um, categories and then they all have to pick one film that was released that year that fits that category and they're not allowed to pick the same film so it's like a little game show in a way because they all have to pick the best draft possible of the best lineup of Mm. of like a fictional film series Um, but they also have to have like their shortlist ready to go and, um, and then they can change categories. Like they don't all have to pick comedies at the same time. So they're trying to pick the best films in their opinion. Can you give some examples? Um, no. And is it the same? (laughs) Um, Is it the same? Is it the um, same hosts? Is it the same people involved? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, actually, I can. So um, the other day I was listening to, I think it was 2015. I might have got that wrong. And they were talking about how it was a year when a lot of films that got really great reviews ended up not kind of standing the test of time. And there were a lot of films that got really terrible reviews or kind of went under the radar that then became cult favourites. But one of the categories was like Razzies. And they were talking about the fact that – Katie Holmes was nominated for Batman Begins and um, Tom Cruise was nominated for War of the Worlds. And so two of them picked those films because they were like actually they're great films and it was their respective personal lives that kind of got them with the attention of the Razzies. It wasn't necessarily their performances in those films. What are the Razzies? Oh, my gosh. Okay, without getting down a real rabbit hole – they are awards held at the same time as the Oscars or around the same time that are for the worst performances and oh the worst my... films. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and I think most of the time celebrities don't turn up, but there's a couple of examples. I want to say Sandra Bullock went and collected her Razzie in person. Brilliant. I might have got that wrong, but there's definitely an actress with a great sense of humor who did turn up and was like, happy to claim it like i know it was a terrible film here i go like thanks for for voting for me um yeah anyway i just really enjoy it they're very i've also listened to another one a while ago but i would also recommend it where they did an interview with Hans zimmer about mm. his scoring of june Which was really, really brilliant. And I mean, I've got to, I really love Hans and so I'd listen to anything he did, but um, they had a really brilliant interviewer do it. It's very unusual. I found as someone who's done musical training that it's very often that I hear composers interviewed and you're like, oh, it's either too musical logical. It's either too much on the academic side or it's too much on the pop culture side. Yeah. Whoever they got to do this was, and I should remember his name, but it was a while ago brilliant and really straddled the line very interestingly so uh yeah that's my recommendation it's called the big picture and it's a podcast love that how about you what are you listening to well i
1: went to a concert a couple of weeks last friday an actual concert i know a gig nay if you will um of (sighs) a new to me band called the Mm. baths and they're from new zealand and they are great and like they're sort of like indie rock and they've just released a new album and yeah really nice it was just a really lovely evening and they're really great and I would particularly recommend a song called Little Death um which I'll link to in the show notes but um yeah
0: very nice did it feel like a big deal to be back in a gig atmosphere after year, like several years of us just not having that experience? It was very
1: nice. They really managed to create an atmosphere of, I don't know whether it was because it was quite a small gig as well, but it just felt very safe and kind and lovely. And and their, like some of their music is sort of more rocky than other songs. It's None of it is like hard rock at all but it's not necessarily soft all soft enough to just make you think that everyone's going to be that relaxed, but there was a very Mm. lovely relaxed atmosphere. Um, And also all of the music is written by their female front woman. And there was something very empowering for me about that, Mm. which I just really enjoyed. Um, But also I'm not the biggest gig goer. So I feel like it's hard for me to say whether it felt very momentous to be back in that atmosphere again. Um, You'd be, a better person to say something like that I think Sasha but um it was it was a very very nice gig to go to and I thought they they were obviously very happy to be there. You could really tell that they were really excited to have come over and to be playing it and stuff. And they're playing at the recently announced Laneway uh festival lineup. They're they're playing that as well, along mm. with Phoebe Bridges and Haim and yeah, so that's that's gonna be a good lineup, I think.
0: Haim are coming? Okay. Oh yes. Sorry. I I can rock, obviously. All right. Well, yeah, I feel like you whizzed through that, so I'm gonna make you also talk about your reading. Okay.
1: My reading I feel is um required reading for all three wheeling listeners. I have also been reading some good fiction recently but I might shelve that for another time. So, um this is a book by the creators of the Call Your Girlfriend podcast which I know is very popular and came out probably roughly the same time as Oh My gosh Serial which we haven't talked about today considering the influence of The serial podcast yes. and the whole true crime conversation. Let's put a pin in that. We might be able to come back to that as yeah. a point, as a point of order <laughs> later on in our conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. call cool your girlfriend podcast, which is hosted by Aminta So and Anne Friedman. I, I hope I've said them said that about right. And they wrote a book together called Big Friendship. And one might expect this book to be a testament, love letter to their friendship. And it is, but it's not as straightforward as that. They went through a period where they were both actually considering how do I have the conversation of potentially we need to go through a friendship breakup. And this was while they were hosting the podcast as well. So the podcast was really successful. Their friendship took a real dive outside of the podcast and how they've worked to navigate through that and get themselves back on track and also move into a different season of friendship. And so the book... Really talks about how in your life you will have some friendships that fall into this category of quote unquote big friendship, which is where these friendships have not necessarily, but often spanned years. So they might be the friends you've had since high school that have known you in all phases of your life and in all phases of yourself. They might be the friends that you met when you were living overseas and you were all suddenly living overseas for the first time. And so you became each other's family because you were in a situation and environment that was completely new to all of you. Or they might be the friends that you met at book club and then you just looked at each other across a room and you clicked and the chemistry was there and you just knew you had to be that person's friend. These are all experiences <laughs> that I've had <laughs> that I can bring into the big to the big friendship conversation. And also within that, these are friendships that strain and stretch and strengthen over time. And I have definitely had experiences where... Um, at least one of those big friendships in my life. we have had almost a breakup and had to both come come to the table and be very honest about how each of us had felt hurt, what was going on for each of us outside of the friendship that was perhaps contributing to these tensions, and what we were hoping for for the future. And we're now closer than we ever were before. But that was a really scary thing to go through. But to read about it um, was beautiful. And they also, I yeah, I don't think this is like a spoiler because it's nonfiction. And I think it's more about the discussion of friendship and the importance of it. But they talk about going to therapy as friends as well, which I think is so unusual and such a testament to how they felt about each other that they were willing to go together to therapy to figure stuff out. And and how they navigated that as well, how they found a therapist, what that looked like for them. I felt like they'd written this book about my own friendships. And it was slightly different to, I think we've talked on this podcast before about how much we love and appreciate female friendship, particularly the romance of female friendship and how it does have these intense feelings. But this looked at it through, looked at that through a slightly different lens And also, I think, recognised the importance and achievement of making those friendships work through really difficult seasons of your life, because there is no card for that. There is no anniversary for that. And yet yeah, I've never been married. I've never had a rela- a romantic relationship last longer than three years, but I know I can do relationships because I look at my friendships and in the, in the the <laughs> in the cold nights when I'm alone and I think, <laughs> am I ever going to meet a romantic partner? Am I ever going to be partnered for life? What will that look like for me? Maybe, and definitely I've had these thoughts and I've said this to many friends. I've said, maybe I'm just not built for relationships. Maybe I just can't do it because clearly something's not working and then I look at my friends and I think no I can do this because I have friendships dating back more than 20 years that are successful and fruitful so yeah I've spoken for far too
0: long and there's another plane going overhead so I'll be quiet now (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know how to follow that up I just felt like that was so genuine and really heartfelt and just really truthful so
1: thank you and thank you for being a big yeah, a big
0: friend a big friendship in my life Sasha we're big friends even though we've only been friends recently but I but I think that's also
1: like yes but we've been brought together through certain situations and we've grown because of certain things that have happened to each of us and the things that we've shared together and that's such a testament to what big friendship Mm. is um but yeah I might also self-indulgently linked to the Instagram post I wrote about this book because I think that says slightly more coherently what I'm trying to say.
0: I really loved what you wrote about it. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really touching and uh, it certainly gave me pause for thought because I don't think I've had the same confrontation with friendships, Uh, but I've definitely had long relationships, long friendships, and I think they have survived because those friends... Uh, have allowed me to lean in and lean out and they've let me have my seasons of moving overseas and not being in contact for as much or coming back and you know and and I guess I I do think that's on both sides of the table like it would be within their rights to say well you left so of course we Mm -hmm. don't have the same experiences anymore Um, so I definitely don't take that for granted that um, when you decide to physically leave a space, it's it's not a given that you get to come back and just occupy the same position in people's lives again. You know, you do have to have that generosity of those relationships, in those relationships, to be able to reconnect. But I'm definitely going to read this book too.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I think you should. And it, re- and, it and it requires... Yeah. And or it requires work and maintenance while you're far away. And that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I really think that's that's probably it. We'll leave it there. What have you been reading? Well, it's a big occasion,
0: Laurel, because I've read two books. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my I've gosh. Two books. I want to applaud I this. have almost read a third book but I hadn't finished it. In as so many I'm weeks, not counting I back In as many weeks. Yeah. Wow. This is So huge. I'm I'm not declaring the reading rut over, but I do feel like... Are you on the ladder I've, climbing out of the rut? I'm I'm moving out of the rut. The rut... Good on you, girl. I feel like I've got to the end and I don't know what a trench looks like. I've not been in one, <laughs> but like, you know. First of all, um, I'm holding it up like we're on television. Um... <laughs> the first I'm not going to talk about it a lot because it's actually a recommendation that you gave but I'm seconding it almost a year on it is Um, almost a
1: year I think yeah yeah
0: great circle by Maggie Shipstead 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 Shipstead. I think Shipstead fantastic book I slowed down at the end because I wasn't quite ready to leave what an ending though I finished that book and I could
1: have I could have just started it again
0: Yeah, I found it really fascinating because um, it's, uh, you've already talked about this, but there's Hadley Baxter, who is the film star, who is the more modern character. And then there's Marion Graves, who is the Amelia Earhart-esque character. I definitely was more drawn to Marion than I was to Hadley. Me too. I struggled with Hadley at times, but I actually struggled with Marion too. Mm. But I did just I I still wanted the best for them, which I found really interesting. That I think sometimes in oh, I'm gonna sound like a crotchety lady now, but I think sometimes in modern books there's like the characters are almost unlikable to a point where you're like, well, why am I reading this? I found them really flawed in a still uh, in a way that I still was rooting for them. Yes. Even though they made decisions that I disagreed with, I still really liked them. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really gifted writer to put that out there on the page because I think it's quite easy to write awful characters. I think it's easy to like kind of be a bit sickly sweet. It's really hard to toe that middle ground. The other book I've read, a bit of a easy holiday read, but another one I'm going to recommend. A favourite author of mine... Um, Uh, because I just find her such an easy uh, holiday read and I don't say that with any kind of, I don't mean that to sound disparaging, although I'm sure people kind of think of it that way, that chick lit kind of genre, but I do think it takes a gift to write a pacey holiday at the beach, taking a break moment, plot driven page turner Um, and it's Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty. Look, I don't really want to say too much because I think it would give it away. But it's about because it is a bit of a murder mystery story. But it's about a tennis playing family where the mother goes missing, and um, they the, like pieces of the puzzle get revealed in time. But Leanne Moriarty, famous for writing Big Little Lies, Nine Perfect Strangers. Um, I'm trying to think of some others and I'm Those are Those short, are the two I've, that
1: I know of off the top of my head and have yeah, both been made a, into huge
0: TV series, of course. Yeah, I'd say Big Little Lies was definitely um, a real standout for me in terms of her books. The others have all been like really solid, mm-hmm. but Big Little Lies was the one that I went, oh, this feels fresh. But this really feels very much in the same family well the weather is warming up here so we need those sun lounger reads exactly and it's based in sydney too so it's nice to read a book that, that feels warm as well yeah
1: that's it from me oh i thought that was a third you've almost finished a third that was what you were gonna say i've Sorry. almost okay. finished a
0: third but not that i want to do down I'm the fact that you to... finished two sasha having really been Thank you. you know
1: feeling like you wanted I've to have really
0: been in a rut no, I've almost finished a third, but I'm not going to reveal that till I finished it because that's my new thing. Await wait next week, Laurel. I'll tell you what I'm going to read.
1: Ugh. I am waiting with bated breath. I'm also reading something that I can't wait to see whether it's as good all the way through as it is right now because I really Ooh. want to recommend it. But I feel too scared that Suddenly it might, full it, of it might just yep. not be yep. as... Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thank you listeners for joining us and being with us this week. I don't know why I'm thanking you, but I also should thank you because, you know, you're with us. Thank you
0: for forgetting Laurel's birthday (laughs) like
1: We would love to hear from you. You can email us. We are threewheelingpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at three wheeling pod as Sasha says every week we are small but we are mighty we would love to grow and if you have enjoyed this chaotic time that you have listened to pass it along to a friend of yours do them a service get it in their ears we would love it if you did that but for now bye bye bye.